All right, let's do it. Making plans with the boys. I'm gonna hit the town. Hey, Start talking. Hey, Do your intro. I'm going. Do your now. intro. Please maintain some decorum. Can you just start the would intro? Yes. Fucking family party. Man, would you just I get going? To God. Today's Do episode you... is brought to you by <laughs> Chick Fil A. <laughs> just start the fucking podcast. Do you ever wonder what a Gen X thinks? Welcome to the Gen X Talks podcast. Today I'm here with. Wait, did you press record? Yes. <laughs> oh, don't okay. fuck up. Please don't fuck this up. Do you ever wonder what a Gen X thinks? Welcome to the Gen X Talks podcast. Today, I'm here with Gen X mom. Hello, everyone. I'm here with millennial daughter slash birdie. Hello. I'm here with Gen X dad. Hola, que pasa? Donde esta, amigo? And I'm here with... Uh, millennial brother, your pot-smoking, tree-hugging, computer-fixing, Northern California... Pick, what, okay. is that <laughs> can we not bring up my vices every time I get introduced, please? I did, the millennial the, brother. Let's just do I'm that. I'm just trying to be accurate here. Is that not true? Yeah, but we can bring up all your vices, too. Every time we say Gen X dad. <laughs> Whiskey drinking, porn watching, Rush cigars. Rush Limbaugh having, you know what? Rush Limbaugh's dad. You don't speak his name anymore. <laughs> Anyways, and then your host, uh, Gen Z Kid. Yeah. Oh, he gets oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give him the soundboard, and all of a sudden he's amplifying himself. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All thank right. You, thank you, thank you. I'm going to run today's show for you. I'm going to take a back seat and just ask the questions, and we will leave it to the generational people to answer the questions. And how that's going to work is that Gen Z kid, obviously a teenager, and then my lovely daughter, which we call Birdie, millennial daughter. She's on the younger side of millennial. And then my older, I'm sorry, what are we calling you? We can't call you by your vices. Millennial brother. Millennial brother is on the older side. So we're going to, we have a quite, we're representing different decades here. And we have Gen X mom, who's going to keep all of you honest. If you come up with a lie <laughs> in the middle of your story on how bad of parents we are, she's going to correct you. I'm going to say bullshit. There you go. <laughs> Ring the, the bullshit bell. All right. So I want to start off with something pretty simple. This is an easy one. Now I'm, I don't need to point at different people here. I'm assuming you guys are all going to get this one right. Okay. So uh, here we go. Let's start off here. The first question. Do, 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 do. Let me scroll in, scroll in, scroll in. Keep my questions. Hey, there we go. All right. <laughs> this is a simple one. And we're going to start off with Birdie, my lovely daughter. In this family, who was the better parent and why? Mom, because she was there 24-7. Yes. So, I won. <laughs> so, like, she won. Amazing cook. Okay. Two, she knows, like, she went to all my class, like, events. Yeah. That's right. Where were you? <laughs> uh, you know, working to support the family. <laughs> Wait, she's the better parent because... She had a lot of patience. <laughs> she fed you and she showed up to your events. Yeah, That's it? and she had a lot of patience with us. Like, a lot. Yeah. You come home, you're like, three questions only. <laughs> <laughs> ask me only three questions. Okay. You can only ask three questions Okay, can I have four? That was one. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Are you not going to call bullshit on that? No, I think it's beautiful. It's great. Yeah. I All right. I won. <laughs> That's one. We just we've She's only asked one, one question. All right. One for one. Moving around the table, we're going to Millennial Son. Who was the better parent for you, raising you, and why? Mom. <laughs> hey, and stop glaring at him. Yeah. And it's mom because I'll use your own words against you. Earlier this morning, you said, you know, when you think about the experiences you guys all had, 100% of them with mom were positive, and all the bad experiences were my experiences. So you said exactly. that to me. Exactly. There you go. So you can't even call bullshit. Okay. I was paraphrasing a scrapbook. I really. Okay. Never... Scrapbooks are memories. So. <laughs> all right. Gen Z kid, who is the better parent and why? It's definitely mom. 
across the board. <laughs> three for three. I'm three for I will three. say, mine's close. You really come around, you know, this last uh, year and a half with Gen X Talks, you know, is really cl- climbing it up. So, but you know, overall, it's Gen X mom. That's right, honey. I'm sorry. <laughs> All right. Uh, I don't know what you fed these children, but you're fucking, they're all high right now. I'd like to, uh, you know, you're paying me off. I want to be paid double now. Thank you. We'll we'll talk. Okay, thanks. Oh, you're paying him for his answers. I see how this was won. (laughs) All right, next question, and we'll start. We'll go back around the table, going to to my lovely daughter, little birdie here. Um, Buttering her up for a good (laughs) answer. Well, I'm trying to. I slide five dollars yeah. across the table. I was about to say that. <laughs> this question's really important, guys. All right, so um, I'm going to ask this both ways, both questions. But we'll start with mom. Uh, I want you to tell me about mom, mother. What is something you took away after you grew up and you've moved out? You've got your fa- your own family started now. Give me one solid thing, some takeaway from mom that you came up with, where you're like, you know what? I took this with me from the family. And, and this is my one, my one golden nugget I took away from. I'm sure you have many, but give me one solid thing you, you hang on to and you remind yourself about mom that you, you think of. Kill them with kindness. So That's right. That's yeah. Good. So I remember, <clears throat> like, mom would tell me, she's just like, you know what? <clears throat> even when I'm mad at dad, even when I'm mad at your dad, I'll wake up still in the morning make him a breakfast serve it with a smile then make his lunch serve it with a smile and you know what i know that's eating him up in, inside after our argument because i'm here happy and i and that always stuck with me i was like you know what <laughs> that, that actually that sounds great I think that's some toxic stuff. (laughs) (laughs) She should have smacked him a few times. (laughs) For sure. Well, you guys don't know what we did behind closed doors with that. I could have beat the crap out of it. Yeah, you guys did work good about not making that public or amongst us. Yeah. But no, I taught all the kids that. Even when it came to friends, when the friends were giving them a hard time or teenagers or being mean, I always said, you know, kill them with kindness because you can't come back with anything bad when somebody's being kind to you so yeah. that's that's really good i like yeah, that it'll make you feel pretty bad if you're still treating someone poorly and exactly being good to you. then well, you're the bad guy i just want you to know that you've just taught your daughter <laughs> how to seek vengeance in a way that makes you look good that's all you did i want to point that out <laughs> hey, I think that's I mean. twisted <laughs> all right so we go to millennial son same question if you had to think about it now What's one thing you remember about mom you took away from her mothering parenting that you that stuck with you? Something you could use. Hmm. There's a lot. Oh, good. There's a lot. <laughs> there is. Thank God you had a pause. I would say the something I didn't learn until later, but the value of family. When I was growing up as a teenager, I didn't understand how important that that kind of thing was the connections you made with the people you love and i used to think that like oh if they're family it doesn't mean i have to care about them and that may still be true but ultimately they're the threads that make you who you are and they make the tapestry of your life and your kids lives and without family you're kind of rudderless and lost at sea because you're trying to talk to yourself about how to make things happen and how to choose to live your life and without any guidance or people around you to tell you you're wrong or I would do it this way, you know, you're missing a big part of your life that you, anyone, needs. And as a kid, I didn't value that. And I got older and older. And when I was alone and I'd come home, walk in the door, there was nobody there to ask me how my day was. There was nobody there to tell me, you know, everything's going to be okay. You know, obviously you guys were there, but I'd have to reach out and call you. No one was just there to to ask me how I was. Okay. I'm going to say that I can see what you're saying because that was one thing that that mother did every time you guys came home. Mm -hmm. How was your day? What did you do? I mean, she'd look at the look on your face and know how much attention each kid needed. Mm -hmm. She really would. I'd I'd go along with that. I would, I would say that's a solid, solid answer. Yes. All right. Oh, go ahead. Um, your family home should be your place to go for refuge, your your safe place. And that's um, Gen, Gen X dad always talked about when you guys came home from school, 
that if you had a bad day, you this was your comfort zone. Yeah. Your home yeah. was your escape. You could close the door and shut everything out, and it would be your home. And yeah. you kind of can take a, a sigh when you walk through the door going, okay, everybody loves me here, and it, yeah. everything's good. And I, I think that, uh, you know, for anyone out there who doesn't have that, um, <clears throat> it doesn't have to be your blood relatives that do that for you. Yeah. You can find people and people in your life who will do that. And that should be your number one goal f- for the bedrock of your life. And we did say that we, I would tell you guys, when you came home, shut the world out. This is your home. Whatever bad day you were having, that's out there. We're your family. This is your safe spot. You know, we can work through stuff together. Gen Z kid. Yeah. I was, um, was going to say one more thing is it's still that way. It's not just now that they're older, it's the same thing coming home. That's a good question to ask them is what it's like coming home now that they're adults. Can you hear uh, Gen Z kid in your no, microphone? She needs to speak into the mic. I was trying to tell her that she's kind of doing this, speaking like this. And oh, giving some, trying to give some unilateral yeah. direction yeah. during the podcast. Um, I disagree with mom. I do not think it's still like that. I, when all of my children come back home, they're all over 18. I, they home come to the door and they have this look of relief. They have this big sigh, like I'm home and there's home cooked meals and mom, I look at him, what the fuck do you want? You're 18. Why are you here? And then mom knocks me out of the way. I invited them here. What for? They have homes of their own. And then she pushes me to the side. You guys come in anyway. I want to go on the record. That's all. So Gen Z kid. Yeah. Um, when, what do you take away from mom? I know you still live here, but give me one solid thing about mom that you'd hang on to. The, the one I was going to say, but since I'm going last, was killing with kindness. I think it's one of the best things anybody could ever learn. Not because of vengeance. <laughs> no, because it's just being kind to everyone. Is I've learned because when I'm in high school, I'm not the I'm pretty popular, but like. I'm not like the snarky popular kid. I'm just nice to everybody and all, everybody knows me as like a funny, kind person. I'm just being nice to everyone is a character trait. People trust you more. People are more willing to like talk to you and open up to you. People just it's just a likable trait that everyone should have. I agree. All right. Now it's time for you to try to make up something, create something. Same question. But about dad, about me. No, no, wait, 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 wait one second. Wait, 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 one second. What's <laughs> something your wife taught you. Ooh. You, you've asked all the kids here at the table, but, you know, the what's the one thing, <laughs> what's the one thing that I've taught you? Okay, nothing like being put on the spot. little <laughs> improv action here. What's one thing I would take away from you? Um, I have never met anybody in, I've met a lot of people in my life that can forgive. Um, and I got to tell you, I got to give, I'm going to give you an honest answer as your husband, but I want you to know part of this answer comes from your mother. I want you, it's true. Okay. I just want to tell you, I have known a lot of people that can forgive and forgiveness is a very difficult thing for me because I think a big part of me and how, and, and just in the, I won't say how I was brought up because then you guys pin my next statement on my mother or my grandmother or my father. I'm not saying that, but. Um, it, I meeting, I've known you my whole life, but meeting that person inside of you that taught me how to forgive was something I never would have considered in my life. You taught me not only, and like I said, I've known a lot of people that know how to forgive and here's the, here's the difference. You actually can forget. I have never even heard of a relationship where, you know, the cliche, you be with your woman and she's going to bring up shit you did 10 years ago because why is that a joke? Why is that a bumper sticker? Why is that on a t-shirt? Because that's what chicks do. You do not do that. When you get past the point of forgiveness, you have never brought up any of my fuck ups again. Not once. And I'm really, I, if I want to, if I had a takeaway from, from you, from us, not too hard to walk down that path. And that comes from something your mother told me also about her and something she taught you. And I went, I, I was a private conversation with your mother. And I go, she is that way. You raised her correctly. If that's what you were going for, mission accomplished. So there you go. Thank you. That was very nice. I love that. Yeah. Well, you're very welcome. Now, go around the table. We'll start wait, with. Wait, wait, I want to go first on this one. No. All right. Go opposite order. <laughs> Now we're going with Birdie, going <laughs> around took, here yeah, again. Thank you. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> All 
Uh, you might need time to think about this one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Jesus H. Tap Dancing Christ. All right. We're going to go backwards this time. We'll start with Gen Z Kid. Make it quick. Okay. Name something nice about dad. Something you take away from dad. If you had to pull something that you, the core, and hold on to it as a nugget of life, what is it? To do the things you don't want to do. It's, like, <laughs> it's the worst. That's dad's mantra. It's his mantra. Work, mm. It's in between work efficiently and effectively, quickly and efficiently. It says it all the time. He'll say, hey, can you go get my charger quickly and efficiently? I'm like, oh, my God. How do I efficiently walk up the stairs? Not dilly-dally, not play with your dog, not play on your phone, not get sidetracked. He does this. He lists everything that you could do. And I'm like, oh, my God, Because if I leave something out, you do it. If I tell you. don't. No, 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 you're not listening. If I, no, now listen. Because if you say, if you list everything. Love you, Dad. (laughs) (laughs) If I tell you, go upstairs and get my charger, in my mind. And here we go. (laughs) I can tell how long it takes to walk upstairs, get my charger, and come down. And when he's gone five times too long, I'm like, what were you doing? Oh, yeah, sorry, I was petting my dog. Oh, the next three days later, oh, yeah, sorry, I was on my phone. So I have to. Honey, 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 honey. Can, this was just a simple question. You can tell. Fucking up the answer. He's making me look bad. You can tell they still live together. I'm yeah. telling you, I have to tell him. Hey, go upstairs and grab honey, my honey, honey, honey. It's okay. We can move it's on. Okay, okay. No, so like I said, what he taught. This is why me, you should oh have gone God. first. Yeah. So what I meant by what he taught me is to do the things you don't want to do. It's like he gives me. He says. Okay, you got four hours of chores. I'm like, okay. He's like, this is going to be the most difficult four hours you've got. I'm like, okay. He's just like, I'm ready. <laughs> I kind of think about it like, I just got to get this over with and I'm done. It's like a build up to yeah, a movie. Exactly. He's like, did you just say summer. you have to get sober with it? No. What'd you yeah. say? I have to get sober with it. What are you, drunk? I don't know what I said. <laughs> I forgot what I said. But no, he builds it up. Like you said, he builds it up. This summer, and summer of 2022, we have a four-hour chore list. Dun, dun. It's like, I don't talk like that. It's like, and usually before, I used to be like, oh, I don't want to do this. But now I'm just like, yeah, well, I got to do this, you know? But that's the one thing that uh, you've taught me that I've really taken to heart that I need to do a lot is do the things you don't want to do. So. Being able to do the things you don't want to do yep. is a huge life lesson. All right, moving on to Millennial Son, not naming any of his attributes or sins. <laughs> Go ahead and say one thing, if you had to take one thing away from your dear old pops. Um, so if mom is the loving and caring and nurturing side, I can piggyback on the doing things you don't want to do train and basically... A big thing that you taught me was um, it's okay to be uncomfortable and it's okay to allow change to happen in your life. You know, there's something to be said about being comfortable and being okay being comfortable, but you're not getting anywhere in life if you choose the comfort fork in the road every time. You are not going to achieve much. You're not going to move forward. And if you don't put yourself in situations that make you uncomfortable, you're only reducing your comfort by making it smaller and smaller and smaller. If you do things that are hard for you and then you finish those things, you can come back at those things and do them comfortably. It's amazing what you can make yourself okay with. Exactly. You make yourself, it's like step up, no... I'll, I'll just be okay with where I'm at. Yeah, I think yeah. A, a big sentiment nowadays is to make everyone comfortable. And there's value in that. But um, what we should be doing is making people's comfort zones as large as possible. Because that is what is going to make a human being well-rounded and able to withstand things that they're not in control of. But don't you feel a sense of accomplishment when you put yourself out there Absolutely. that vulnerability and makes you stronger as a person? Yeah. As much as yeah. you're uncomfortable, you come back and go, oh, well, yeah. I did that. And, so. you, and, and dad was that side of the equation that put us through those types of things, even if, when he had to be the bad guy to do it. I have a story that ties into that perfectly, and this is a family story. Um, as you guys can all imagine, the mom and I were constantly evaluating ourselves as parents and how you guys were all doing. 
we're constantly refining you from three years old to five years old, kind of bringing you up in the areas that you needed help with and just watching you grow in the ones you were already strong at. And this specifically goes to Millennial Son. You guys may know this story. Um, and it ties in with, with mother crying and having problems here. So one time, right after we first moved to this town, everybody was getting into their new schools. Millennial Son was on his way home. And as you guys know, the, the, the Buena Vista bus stops out there, they travel. Mm -hmm. And they, you, they're not too far apart on some of them. You can see them. And the bus driver pushed him off the bus one stop too early. Now, he could see the next stop where he was supposed to get off. And, you know, he, and he, you could say, well, I, got, I was off at the wrong stop and walked down there. And at nine years old, he fucking lost his mind. <laughs> he was like, I'm at the wrong stop. And the goddamn guy put me, I'm not supposed to be here. And I could see the right, what do I do now? And there was a few things that happened early in his life that made me realize that this was a deficiency where he was upset, like he would let things upset him, that it was just it's like, well, the rest of us might say, all right, it's the wrong bus stop, move on. Now, she, uh, mom cried about that. She was very upset. Oh my God, he was, he was left at the wrong bus. I go, do you listen to yourself? So what? He'll get over it. He'll grow out of it. We'll talk about it, you know? You knock him around and go, okay, you were at the wrong bus stop. Big fucking deal. Next time you walk down there, don't worry about it. You could see the next bus stop. Get off your ass and get down there. And, of course, he'd run to mom. Did you hear what dad told me? He just told me that, to suck it up, buttercup, and I'm, not, I'm, I'm nine. Well, I will tell you standing here right now that the man I see sitting across from me does not resemble that nine-year-old at all. Now, if I had any small part in bringing him to this point, I'll take a small credit for it. But I guarantee you, he became someone super confident. He can take on the world if he wants to. He can move directions that he feels he can just leave and move 900 miles away like he did. Yeah. You think he could have done that had we just left him, left him to grow on his own with that? No, 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 no. As parents, you push and you, you, you beg for that person to become what he did. Now, he was talking about me pushing. That's a story mom and I talk about. Go ahead, you try. <laughs> <laughs> no, no um, move on. I, you, no, you we got to go to Birdie. Yeah. yeah, the middle child here. <laughs> yes, go ahead. I forgot you were there. You were <laughs> behind the microphone. Yes, I, I suppose we need your opinion also. Give me something that stuck with you about me. All right, so <clears throat> one thing that um, you did was that I took from is how you treated my mom. You treated her with the highest respect and you protected not only her, but the whole house. So even though mom was the nurturer, you were the protector. And I just always felt safe and know that if something ever happened, I could just go to you and you would handle it. And I just, I love the way that you treated my mom. And I love the way that you would just rub her feet and tell her how much you love her and how beautiful she was. And you would just surprise her with unexpected gifts. And you would just thank her for all everything that she's done with all of us kids, with how, 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 how the house was all picked up and cleaned when you got home. Like you just, you, you showed me how a man should treat his woman. And I appreciate that. I don't think I've ever received a better compliment than what my daughter just said. <laughs> and people have asked me over the years, one-liners real quick, we're on a live show or something, tell me something I can do to be a better husband and father. And I have one line, one sentence. That's all you get. And I say the greatest gift that a father can give his children is to love their mother. Yep. And that was told to me. My grandfather told, don't think I'm a genius. No, 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 no. <laughs> My grandfather told me that. All right. Well, I look this next one up there. Gen X mom, you can chime in on that. Um, let's see. About you. Oh, man. Let me think. Hmm. <laughs> we don't have um, Jeopardy music. Yeah, there. let's start. Um, okay. A little disco music going on. Okay. I got it. 
Um, I'm going to piggyback on millennial daughter because uh, one of the greatest things, there's like so many that you've taught me over the years. I'm a wonderful guy. Just ask me, I'll tell you. Um, But I always felt safe with you, no matter what. If I went out alone, out into the world, or if I was here or you were with me, I, I felt safe, and that's a wonderful feeling, I think, women should feel that way in a relationship is is safe that they have that person to come home to but um you're also my best friend and you've taught me and made me a better woman over the years to be stronger and more independent and you've taught me so much about the world where i was a little naive and and not knowing what was out in that big bad world and how to how to maneuver through it um, I think you don't give yourself enough credit. I think there's some things you picked up on, maybe some analytical educational stuff, but I think overall, I think you were pretty street smart. I just don't think you were applying it. I think, I think you give me too much credit. I don't think you pay yourself enough due, but thank you for that. I do appreciate it. All right. Changing it up a little bit. We're starting with uh, Birdie, my millennial daughter, who's lovely as ever. Thank you. I want you to tell me one family tradition that is so great, you absolutely, just one, that you want to bring to your family. Something mother did when she was famous on traditions around here, and you guys are going to get the same questions over there. Boys down there looking at your shoes. You're going to have the same questions. Something you brought, you want to take into your family, you know, if you have a family, when you have a family. Go ahead. Uh, Decorations. Every holiday, my mom would decorate the whole house. And it just, whatever, if it was Halloween, you knew it was Halloween. Like, you walk in the house and boom, there is a whole bunch of decorations. I loved it. Um, she even, like, will buy, like, candles to make it, like, smell like Halloween. It's like, <laughs> it was great. The I whole ambiance of the whole. Yeah, yeah, the whole atmosphere. It was uh, oh, definitely. <laughs> we celebrated many. Even Mardi Gras. Yeah. I think one year I did Mardi Gras just for fun. We did it. I don't remember Boxing Day ever coming around the house. Is there a bin for Boxing Day? The bad part was the boys would say, yeah, we know about those. We had to haul these big plastic bins and totes in from everywhere. Oh, you remember when we used to have them down at the shop? Yeah. We'd have to go down there to get all the Halloween and bring them up, then the Christmas and bring it up. All right, Millennial Son, some family tradition that you carry with you. Um, I have one in mind, but my thoughts first are... um, when I was a bachelor, after I moved out, I would eat every meal, basically standing up over a sink to get it over with as quickly as possible, not even using a dish. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, there's a little regression when you move out where you start to get out on your own and you, you don't know why you're I, doing what you're doing. I bet it was in your thoughts. Yeah. And what did I say? There's a little shame in a lot of those <laughs> meals. Was it was any of those standing up times eating over a sink? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, so something that I think that is a tradition that we would do is to sit down together and have a meal. Um, and, and it was really important for all of us to check out of whatever we were doing and just be together all at once. What just, was the game once. we played? High low. Yep. We would talk about the high parts of our days and the low parts of our days. Yeah. And a lot of times if you wanted to not share, we wouldn't. And no, no one would push us about it. But when we felt we could, you know, that was the, a place to be able to do it. Um, and you know, me being a bachelor and stuff, that I lost that tradition in myself, and it felt like me being selfish to myself almost. And when I got with the wonderful woman I'm with now, she reignited the importance of that tradition in me. She really cares about that moment that we can have together, even if it's just 15 minutes where we sit down and we talk to each other, or we just be there yeah with isn't each that other. A, isn't that amazing something so simple as eating mm-hmm. is such a bonding moment yeah it's something we yeah. all have to do we all share that biological need to eat every day and um even if it's one meal it doesn't yeah. have to be all three meals but one meal yeah. we did um to top on that high low game mm-hmm. one of the reasons we did was there were lots of times and and all of you are going to experience it when you have your kids is they're going to come home from school and go, yeah, school was fine. 
Right. But we never got details of what you guys yeah. did. And that's why we played the high low. It was just enough information. It it's sometimes it was so neat to see it strike a conversation between you guys mm -hmm. because uh, you guys would have the same teachers sometimes at different you know, grade levels and stuff. And you'd go, remember that teacher? And then all of a sudden, the whole table's talking. It was a conversation starter. Yeah. It was great. I agree with that. When you guys would talk, some somebody would just say something about their day and then everyone would chime in and say, well, I saw you at lunch doing that. And like, yeah, you were walking home. Oh, was that the guy that did the... It was, it was another way mom tricked all of us into bonding because we were sharing with each other. It was great. All right. Oh, you oh. done? Um, yeah, there's only so many DiGiorno pizzas you can eat for yourself <laughs> before you need some therapy. So do it with someone you love instead of someone you pay. That's what I would say. Well, good. I'm, I'm glad it came full circle after a while. All right. A tradition that you may take with you. Gen Z kid, you're up. My favorite tradition. Because I, I remember the high-low, but like, I don't think I ever said anything meaningful like ever because I was like in first grade. I was like, oh, yeah. I played basketball. Yeah, like, that's pretty much what you said. Yeah. Worst part, math. Best part, PE. Yeah. Or it would be so recess. Every day. <laughs> recess. Yeah. yeah. But um, my favorite tradition is the root beer floats at the at the end of like every year you graduated the like you at the end of school year. The last day of yeah, school. Yeah, last day of school. Oh yeah. Mom would always make a root beer float, and that's like the only time. A year, I'd have a root beer float because any I'd never ask for one at like an ice cream shop. I'd never make one at home because I'm lazy. But <laughs> but when mom would make it when I get home, because these last two years I've made sure like I need my root beer float. Mom. I know nobody's here, but I'd like it. And I think and even like when I was a little kid, like third and fourth grade, I'd always look forward to it because I realized it's a pattern. And I was like, this is the best thing ever because I loved Rupier Floats. And I think that's something I'd carry on with, like, my family. It's such a, it was such a simple tradition. I don't even know how it started. I really don't remember where that came up. That was not something that I grew up with. It was just something that I think I did with you guys. And it just, it started when you guys were young and it continued. And I think it, it's just awesome. I'll bet you I know exactly where it started. You did this. You and I were talking it had to have been 15 years ago or 16 years ago. And you had, we had talked about how we had, root, I would traditionally have root beer floats during summer. Summer was a friend, you know, we did barbecues and stuff like that. And I remember you saying right after one of those conversations, you began making root beer floats to sort of kick off the summer at the end of school. You're like, this is the way. And I know you don't, you don't care for root beer, but you did it for the kids. As a like, yeah, summertime, Southern California, L.A., root beer floats in the summertime, swimming pools and burgers. And you, you, it was a week after that the kids were graduating. And sure enough, out came the root beer floats. And ever since then. I have one uh, tradition I got to ask a millennial son and millennial daughter because Gen Z hasn't experienced that. But remember the year-end pool parties? Oh, yes. Yeah. What yeah. was that like? Explain to people what happened with those. Well, since we had like, you know, there was eight of us, we, we had a limit on our friends. <laughs> you can only invite three friends. <laughs> like, so like to me, I was like, oh gosh, okay, I have to pick out my three friends out of my five. Not just <laughs> <laughs> I gotta um, pick three out of three. Yeah, I gotta get yeah. three friends. My three friends. Got it. No. Um, but it was like super crazy and chaotic. Um it was just it was super cool, super nice. Um I remember <laughs> all the burgers and the hamburgers Cupcakes. and kids all over yep. the place and music going and oh my gosh, yep. you did it that was, every I, year. I remember like people in my school being jealous of what was happening you know and i would feel so weird about that because it's like i have no control over these things i'm just inviting you to a thing like why why do you care you know like but uh yeah it was super fun it was it. it was really fun to do what why does millennial daughter think she actually followed the rule of only inviting <laughs> three friends <laughs> because if we have eight kids and three friends that's 24 friends in every picture there's over a hundred kids in the backyard at these yeah. pool parties. 
and it was burgers and hot dogs and nachos, cheese and music playing and people running and screaming. Three friends. Yeah, because I, I would have to be like, Dad, Dad, listen, I can't. I can't not invite these people. Like, come on, Dad. I invite this. I know. I eventually I grew. Them. It went from three to like six to ten to twelve. Yeah, <laughs> it yeah. grew. But a Gen Z kid's getting his version of. Uh, we have the FFA officer retreat here. Oh yeah. So every summer he gets he gets that. They come here and we get yeah, to do that. And so. I also get to like invite friends and stuff. That's all right. All right, so if you hear any noise in the background, that is my wonderful son-in-law and my beautiful granddaughter. I'm not going to ask them to be totally quiet. So if you hear a little abstract noise, guess what that is? That's family life, and that's what this podcast is all about today. All right, moving along. Um, I need you to try to remember what is, I'm going to ask you both, the best and the worst trip we've ever taken. It can be a quick trip. It can be a small trip. Is long, far away, or short? You said both. Yeah. There's yeah. three of them. Yeah. No, uh, there is the your favorite good trip, and I'm going to ask later your favorite bad trip, vacation. I'm not mm. talking about some drug you took and had a bad trip. I'm talking about a vacation <laughs> or a three-day weekend or well, someplace. I love went. how we looked at her. Yeah. <laughs> Look, <laughs> man, I didn't know that Millennial Brother was packing those brownies, okay? Like, <laughs> this besides the point. Oh, uh, Okay. Right, so, Gen Z kid, what's the best trip you've ever been on? Best trip? Trip around the western United States. That was freaking awesome. How long are we gone? I think it was 15 days. We did... 15 days? It felt like a month. I felt, like, a long time. I felt like we were gone way longer What'd than that. What did we do? Seven states? Eight states? Well, okay, wait. I don't know. We went to... We started in California. We went to Nevada. We went to Four Corners. We went to Arizona first. Ar- Arizona. And then Four Corners, which is another three states. So, that's seven. <laughs> Wait. Four Corners is three states? Well, it's because we already went to Arizona. He's really complicating oh, wait, no. this. No, is the, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. So California, Nevada, Arizona, New Mexico, Utah, Colorado, Wyoming, Wyoming yeah. uh, Idaho. Idaho. Did we hit eight. Iowa? Eight. No, no. Iowa's, whoa. No, 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 not Iowa. South um, Dakota. South Dakota. That really that, that's nine, right? Nine, eight. Eight or nine, whatever. It was a good trip. It was a fat. Yeah. We didn't have an agenda. I just said, no, get just, in the car. I said, just leave. Let's just go. And then we watched Avengers Endgame in 240p uh, in the middle of the Aquarius <laughs> Hotel. Yeah. That was funny. Laughlin's really gone downhill. All right. Millennial oh, we're not son. Doing, oh, we're doing worst trip afterward? Like, yeah, stop right now. Okay. Going to best trip. Best one you can ever remember going on. Oh. Best trip. It would have. It would be a tie between going to Florida for Disney World, and one of the trips that we went to see the redwoods. Um, I can't remember which trip that was, or if there were multiple. But no, er- that was on the way home from the grandparents' house in Oregon. We drove yeah. from from Bend, Oregon, to the coast, mm-hmm. and, and then we took down. the one all the way down California. I love that, and I took that trip myself multiple times after that. Um, because I loved it. I loved the smells and the the people that we would see and the cafes we went to and the motels. I was just telling um, Gen X dad that uh, I saw one of the motels that we stayed at for one night because we were exhausted from driving. And I saw that and it clicked in my head all these memories. And that place is still there. Isn't and, it, and it's crazy that you live up there now. Oh, yeah, yeah. I chose that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> but, I mean, it was that was your first experience up there, so mm-hmm. it must have triggered something. So I loved it. Yeah. I still do, and I you know, don't plan on leaving. Millennial nice. daughter, say something nice about a wonderful trip you went on with oh, the family. It was definitely uh, Disney World for me. Um, the lizards, I'll never forget it. Because I grew up loving to uh, like catch lizards and stuff like that, so I thought that was like the best thing. Everything else was fine, but it was the lizards for me. Yeah. <laughs> Man, um, these Florida lizards are large. I was going to yeah. say, those are called alligators <laughs> in Florida. Yeah, and it was just so cool. Like, the hotel. Oh, you know, my favorite thing um, was we went in the restaurant, and um, my little kid. my little brother, right? Gen Z's, Gen Z's kid. Yeah, Gen Z's kid. Um, he broke uh, a plate, and the waitress... <laughs> 
like he started crying. Yeah, he, was he was really like, upset. The waitress is like, hey, bud, no, no problem, you know, and she grabs a plate and she also broke it. And I thought that was the coolest <laughs> thing. I was like, wow, what a nice lady. Oh, like, <laughs> yeah, to ease plate. his mind. To ease his I mind. Know, he was yeah. feeling, I broke a plate. Oh, my God, I oh, broke a plate. Look. She breaks one, goes and looks at him. Yeah, it's no big deal. Yeah. I'm like, well, what can I break? I want to break some plates. Yeah, like, wow. She breaks the plate. I'm like, you got any more plates? <laughs> <laughs> So it was kind of fun. I All right, good memory, although I'm a little confused on the lizard thing. But if you were catching alligators, you lived through it, I guess. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, so we'll go back around. Gen Z kid, give me the worst trip or the worst night's sleep or the worst moment, something like, okay. God, I couldn't wait for that to be over. There's never been one bad trip, like overall bad trip. Nice. So we did okay. So yeah, you, you did, did, right? did great. Yeah. Well, that I can remember. You know, I was very little <laughs> for a lot of them. I'm traumatized. <laughs> Yeah, and once I uh, get to age four, it's all blank, so I wonder what happened there. So, <laughs> um, Probably worst trip was riding in the car all the way to Grandma Rom's, and I was in the back seat with Birdie oh, the no. whole time. She was being so annoying. I was oh, yeah, she bullied. tortured him. I was getting bullied back there. And then, you know, kill him with kindness. I'm always being nice. On the way back, on the very back seat, it's tight, right? There's not a lot of leg room. She's like, oh, I want to lay down. And I'm like, well, I don't really want you to lay on me. And she's like, okay, then I won't lay down. But I'm like, oh, but that's kind of rude. I shouldn't say that. So I laid in the leg room. <laughs> I laid down flat in the leg room while she laid down and took a nap. Wait, for you laid down where you... hours. Where you she put was your asleep. feet? Yes. Wow. And it's going a little too she, far on the kindness. Yeah, you don't have to do that kind of stuff. <laughs> and I was like, okay, and she's, so you guys can hear her. She's sitting over here just <laughs> laughing her ass off. Over here. I don't exactly hear her denying it. <laughs> Three whole hours. I was like, I even tapped her a couple times. She was like, no, 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 no. I'm like, I can't get it's up. like, if you wake I'm me stuck. up again. You know, if you, if I think if, uh, I think if the oldest son was here, He'd be throwing out stories. Well, you didn't have to sit on a cooler yeah. with a sliding door. I had to sit on a on a Coleman cooler. That was my fucking hard chair for thirty hours of driving. Oh my goodness! I was like, because after like the first hour, I was like, okay, this is kind of annoying. I'd like tap her. She's like, what? I was like, can I can I be done now? She's like, no, a little bit more. I was like, oh my god, you're being so way to rude. treat a four year old. No, I was like eleven, twelve. Oh my god. Yeah, don't feel any bad. For yeah, him. no, I don't feel bad yeah. for him. No. This story was good when I thought you were four, but when I'm four, I probably would have loved it. I'd be like, "Oh, this is great," because I would have fit. <laughs> All right, millennial son, one uh, trip or one moment on a trip that went bad. Oh, worst trip. Um, there. Okay, so you kind of pulled a switcheroo on us because we, I think you inherited a dilapidated house on the coast of California. We called it the beach house. It wasn't necessarily on the beach, but it was near it. And uh, he told everybody, hey, we're going to go out to the beach house. We're going to go on vacation. Have a great time. It'll, it'll, be, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. <laughs> yeah. So we show up to this house. It's rotting. It's filled with garbage. There's stuff everywhere. You know, there's probably, you know, 48 hours of work to be done before you could sleep in the house. And I told you, remember to bring your friends. Yeah, yeah, we brought the friends, and lo and behold, we get there, and all there is to do is a bunch of work. We never saw the beach on that trip. Oh, I'll, I'll, that's a lie. We did see the beach, but that was a very small snippet. There was snippet. poison oak. Yeah. There was oh. weeds. Oh. Dude, yeah. Landscaping, painting. Just, yeah, ugh. who got the poison oak? Which one of you got the little one? one? Oldest son. Oh, yeah. I mean. Yeah, the oldest son got it. And why? Because he's running out there going, that doesn't affect me. Poison oak doesn't affect me. It didn't bother me. I'm like, okay, you're an idiot. I went through this with him his whole life on multiple things. He was always, I'm Superman. You don't understand. I'm the greatest thing ever. Got the poison oak. He, I mean, everything that could go wrong that he said would never happen to him did. Poison mm -hmm. oak was one of them. Thank okay. God you all didn't get about it. About that trip and about every trip to the beach house, I was in that like I was in that age where like, you didn't have I, to do any work. Yeah, yeah, I wanted to work. Like I wanted to work, but I didn't have to do anything. So I would say it was pretty big because I was I was so bored that whole time. You know, sitting there. Boredom is your is your is your worst know. memory of that. I will say you had to ride a little green car down the driveway. <laughs> And you take it back over the top and coast down the little green. That was your job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his job was just to ride the play school hey, jeep the just to leave us alone. Freaking awesome, guys! Really liked the trip down there. 
don't know why you're complaining, right? This is, or not, uh, Leno brother, it's not even that bad. All right, so millennial daughter, Birdie, come on. I'm sure you can find a bad memory somewhere if you try hard enough. Um, It wasn't really, so like, I'll say it wasn't, I never had a bad memory of a trip, but it was just the car rides. Um, Because whoever we sat next to, if they were, it's either they were, making me mad or irritating me like we just me up whenever bigger. they're sitting down in the leg room man i hate <laughs> <Yeah>. that <laughs> exactly um i just remember like mom would be like just irritated with us and she made us sit on our hands for a good four hours Wait, what yeah why <laughs> Because we would start punching each other, <laughs> poking each other, just like hitting each other. And then mom was just like, that's it. You're done. <laughs> you have to explain how we used to travel, honey. Well, then you have to explain what this thing is about. But we had to travel. We had a Yukon XL and we had, um, well, there was 10 of us total. Before that. Well, we... be- yeah, before that, we would tra- <laughs> We had two vans. We had a, a GMC Safari van and a Toyota Sienna van, one was red and one was blue and we would split up the kids and travel between us and we'd we'd drive separately we'd have to because there wasn't enough for 10 people with all the gear um that was tough and then people were sitting on top of each other because of no room for luggage when we finally got the yukon xl we could put all the luggage in the back but now you guys are all crammed on two seats Mm -hmm. so um it didn't really fit i think a yukon xl was it held nine people so we'd have the you guys would all sit next to each other but for the most part, you guys behaved. Now, what is this sitting on hands thing? That was when they couldn't keep their hands to each other. So they started poking each other and irritating each other yep. and yelling at each other. And then it caused a fight. And then it got bigger. So I finally would yell at them to sit on their hands so they wouldn't touch each other. For four hours. But she said for four hours. Yeah. It was like for the rest no, of the trip. I don't remember it being oh. four hours. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought for sure All millennial son was going to say the worst time I ever had was when you broke my neck in the Disneyland Hotel. Oh, I was really hurt, and no one believed me, <laughs> and that kind of frustrated me, but I'm okay, so it's all good. We survived. We're good. All right, so uh, I'm going to wrap it up with one question, and this will be a simple one um, and pretty easy to explain. Here's your, here's your question, here's your, and then you give me the answer, um, and I'm going to start with you, Millennial Dot. I'm going to go around this way. Okay. Um, now that you've grown up in a big family... And we were a big family. We had and, and we had uncles living with at times, and we've had animals. It was a busy house for a long time. Yep. Does this make you want to have a big family, or does it make you go, "No way, am I ever doing that"? Which which way does that make you feel? Ooh, okay. I do want a big family. Um, I loved it. I loved the chaos. I loved I loved how everybody had a different personality. Everyone just like. I don't, I don't know how to explain it well enough to put it into like words, but it was just amazing how like we'd be like, oh, let's do this. You, you were never bored ever. You always had someone to talk to. You always had someone you clicked with. You always had someone, if you were frustrated and that person was frustrated and they take it out on each other. There was one time too, where you offered to, um, almost got us boxing gloves. Mm Mm-hmm. To hash out our problems with each that. other. It was just, it was, all, it was a good we almost, There was a time we almost bought two pairs of boxing gloves because there was so many of you picking at each other. We're like, all right, I was going to say, take it out in the street. Come yep. on. I didn't do that, but I was close. You're right. I can't so believe close. you remember that. Yeah. So wait, so you say big? Yeah, I do. I say I, I do want a big family. I want to piggyback on that really quick. I remember an uh, an incident with a millennial son, the two older sons. Yeah. They were going at it and drove me up a wall. They were fighting. I finally benched them outside the house on the bench. And I literally sat there for a moment between them. And I said to him, I go, you guys cannot come back in the house until you were civil. Like you got along. And they were out there for a while. They went at it on the bench. But they finally came back. <laughs> but I was like done right there. I remember you doing that. I said, what are you doing? You don't, the two kids that are hating each other right now, split them up. She goes, no, I'm putting them on the bench and they're going to work this shit out. Like, wow. I, I, I remember a time being so upset at my older brother that you always gave us the pass. Be like, if you guys want to settle it by swinging at each other, <laughs> yep. just go outside and do it. 
I don't care what you do as long as you do it outside. And there was a time when, like, we were going back and forth, back and forth. And I finally just stopped seeing anything. I walked out the back door. And I just opened my arms up and I said, like, come on, come outside. <laughs> and I think my older brother knew that he would hurt me really bad if he did that. And that actually diffused the situation. Um, but there were, I remember waiting out there being like, I don't want to be in there. I can't do what I want to do to you if we're in there. Um, that is a, that's a very Gen X thing, by the way, yeah. for me to do to walk home. Gen X, get out there, just knock each other around. Whoever wins, you're fine. Yeah. Yep. Wait, wait, let's go back to... Oh, on that one, millennial daughter has a story about that. Tell them what about that one. Okay, so one of my little brothers were, I, yeah, it wasn't you this time. And, and really not little, little. He was like he, he close was bigger. to the same age. Bigger I think than you, he yeah. was bigger than me. And, but, oh, he made me so mad that day. And I remember. Oh, yeah, you <laughs> kicked his ass. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But wait, but wait a minute. Dad <laughs> yeah, said, Dad what said, you Dad said, if you do it, you're gonna be grounded for like oh, like two weeks. And I looked at him, and I was like, worth it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. And what did that. you do? And I kicked his ass. <laughs> She was dragging him around the lawn. He had nothing, no, no fight left in him. He was just pile driving him, basically. I, I remember him coming back into me, and he's crying because his sister kicked the shit out of him. And he's like looking at me, and I said, before you speak, let, I want you to realize you're bigger than she is. You started this, and she kicked the shit out of you. Now, if you want me to go get her in trouble, I can, but you're going to always be known as the, as the boy who got his ass kicked by a girl. He said, never mind. He walked in the house. I said, so let, let me go on record as he's walking away. You're not pressing charges. He goes, I'm not. All right, Gen Z kid. Can what you, was uh, the question? Yeah, can you restate the question? What was the question? Can you restate the question? I don't remember. Well, you just heard them say stuff. Yeah, I heard them say stuff, but I don't know. I need the context of the question, please. It's not even his turn. It's his turn. It is? Is it? I asked. No, why, no, we went back to me. I yeah. said, "Would you like to be part of a big family or not?" And oh, oh, that's a good. She <laughs> answered, and then it's now yeah. it goes to millennial son. Because um, sometimes in big families you go, "Hell no, I'm never doing that." Yeah. I'm yeah. just asking. Yeah, I think I'm on the side of not a big family. I want one kid, two kids, maybe. Um, but yeah, I like being quiet and having our own spaces, and um, I think. Being in a big family taught me a lot about sharing things and understanding there are other people in the world that want things that are different than what you want. That that was important, um, but personally, I still know. <laughs> I still I still I still think I just hell no. <laughs> yeah, like the state of the world and the expensive things and all. I don't know how you guys did that, yeah. and I don't envy any amount of what you did to make sure we had good lives. Honestly. All right, Gen Z kid. From your point of view, right now, I know you're still yeah. a senior in high school, so you got a little time to think about all these things. But what is your feeling right now? Would you rather be part of a big family growing up, being in the dad position, or would you rather not? Uh, definitely not a big family because I have memories of like <laughs> big family, but uh, <laughs> jeez! Uh, if you guys all saw, he like glared at me, like big eyes and everything <laughs> stared me down. I was no. like, whoa. <laughs> Yeah, what's no. up? <laughs> you lied to me as a kid. What? You lied to me. <laughs> no, but seriously, like, the big family and everything, I like. It's weird because, like, the way I'm growing up, it's kind of like growing up as an only child, but with, like, brothers and sisters. Because mm -hmm. you guys pop in and out, but it's like, I kind of like the solitude, you know, like the not, not the chaos everywhere, you like know. You yeah, like he said, it's just like, you need space, you need time. I would not want to be running around chasing eight kids or seven kids not even five like this is like this is too many well i will ask uh we're wrapping this up but i'll ask jenix mom how do you feel would you have done it differently um no i would not i think there's rewards of having a really big family i've always loved kids um and i'm not saying it wasn't hard or easy um there were more good days than bad days but at the end of it all 
the reward of all of you guys and the different personalities and the love that you share for us and each other is just amazing and rewarding. Um, and now that it's quiet in the house, I, I do enjoy that because yes, it was chaotic. Yes, there were lots of schedules. Yes, you guys drove me absolutely insane. But now watching you guys grow up and take the morals and values and things that we taught you and turning them into your own lives is so rewarding and so refreshing. And I love every moment when you guys come back home. I would say the same thing. I'll go along with you, uh, my lovely wife. And I would say that I, I, two things, let's get the sentimental one out of the way. I am a better person in my life after raising all of the children the way we raise them and learning so much from them. It's, it's an amazing adventure when you're the parents. It's amazing wherever you are, but as us looking down on these children and trying to guide them and now watching them rise up above us and head out in the world, I've, I can't tell you how much I've benefited from this, from every experience from all of you. Um, but I have to confess, um, if I need to come clean, if you guys want to know the truth from a very Generation X practical point of view, I would have rather had more kids in this house. And the reason is, is eight, my eight's fine. We're good with eight because I think my odds are pretty good that one of you will become rich and famous and be able to take <laughs> care of me. That's really all I'm doing was raising, raising someone who would be able to take care of me and give me money when I'm older. Roll the dice yeah, more often. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think I did good. Eight of you, seven are fairly successful. I think out of those seven, one of you is going to come through for the Gipper in the end. I think I'll be okay. I think it'll work out. I can always cash in without, look how much money I spent on you over these years. Come on now. <laughs> All right, listen, thank you guys all for participating. I'm going to let each one of you say goodbye. Um, we'll start with Millennial Son. Uh, say, your, say your farewell, son, and talk to everybody. Let everybody know that you were here. That's your cue. Oh, it's me. Um, yeah, I kept okay. waving and saying Millennial Sorry, Son. Sorry, I was just thinking. I was thinking about what, what I wanted to say. Um, well, I, I think good, if, if anybody listened to this whole thing, I think the most important thing that I said was, it's really nice that we get to talk about how great our family was, how tight we were together and how wonderful we are all are and all that stuff. And, and I know that there's people out there that, that don't get to experience that and it feels unfair and it probably can make you feel worse if you listen to something like this. But I think that yeah. for everyone out there, there will be somebody in your life that you can meet that can fill those holes in your life. I agree. And you should be looking for that just as much as you're looking for a career or a girlfriend, or a husband, or a pet, or yeah. whatever it is, there's always someone out there. If you can give, you'll receive as well. Yeah. And um, that's, that's something that I think is really important, because like, we can, we can self-aggrandize about how great our experiences were, but we struggled a lot. And um, yeah, so find people in your life that can do the things that you can't do for yourself. Very good. And all I really wanted to say was goodbye, but that'll do. Yeah, oh, so I'm goodbye. like, oh, God. He's giving his retiring address. I like that. He summed it up. That was, that, I like that. It's a retirement speech. <laughs> all right, millennial daughter, say goodbye in a nice, wonderful way. Let everybody know that you're happy that they listened to you today. Yeah, guys, uh, I had a great time. Uh, just remember, kill them with kindness, um, if anything. Uh, Not for vengeance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right. Um, yeah, but this is Birdie. I uh, had a great time with you guys. Uh, see you next time. Or, and you yeah. didn't cry. I thought you'd and cry. And I you did not cry. cry. All right, Gen X Mom. All right, everyone. Thanks for listening to our crazy podcast and listening to our crazy family stories. We've got hundreds of them. So maybe we'll do this again, and maybe we'll have a few more different uh, kids along the way. And you'll hear their stories. So this is Gen X Mom. Talk to you later. No, quit pointing no, at me. No, no, You're no, saying, I, no, you. Don't tell me. Gotta, I, can, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. You can't because you don't know how with the music. All right. No, I can do it. I can do it. You're going to fuck this all up. You're going to take a nice, wholesome podcast and throw yeah. it in the gutter. Yep. All right. Gen X Dad do. saying goodbye and uh, thanks for listening. And like Gen X Mom said, we'll try to mix things up next time, do some more stories, maybe have some different voices behind the mics. But for me, I'm saying goodbye. Okay. And that wraps up the Gen X Talks podcast. I'd like to... Are you going to turn off the mic like while we're recording? So, uh, anyways, <laughs> thank you.
thank you guys all for listening to the Gen X Talks podcast. The bumper music is brought to you by our friends at Highway Down. I'd like you guys to, you can buy their CDs on our website if you want to. You know, their music's great. They even did a party in our back. As you can hear, the audience is clapping us away. Gen Z Kid signing us out for the Gen X Talks podcast. Thank you.